Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. I am as always, excited today because once again, we're bringing in uh, a thought leader and an expert who's also an executive in a company. The company is Nuance, and they provide uh, customer service solutions as well as other uh, solutions, but it's all powered by AI. They work with different markets, and we're going to hear more about that in a moment. But our guest is Robert Wiedemann, and Robert is the executive vice president and general manager of the Nuance Enterprise Division, responsible for customer self-service solutions that are used by amazing companies and organizations around the world to automate and optimize the customer care experience. We've talked about artificial intelligence in the past and how it's being used. This is a large company who works with huge companies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Robert Wiedemann. Welcome. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I very much appreciate it, Chef. Well, we have so much to talk about in a short time. So let's just start off by talking about Nuance and, and what your company's doing in the customer care market. Sure. Well, as a company, we're a $2 billion revenue company. Uh, we've been uh, doing what we're doing now uh, you know, since 2001. Um, and we have verticalized our solutions, particularly in the customer service. I'll touch on that. But um, we started in 2001 with a very simple business plan, which was uh, called Star Trek. Um, uh, our, our founder and CEO, Paul Ritchie, had this view that you, we could implement uh, speech, natural dialogue systems to, to behave just like it, it, it does in Star Trek, where they, they can, the Captain Kirk can talk to the ship's computer. Um, it's got a personality. It provides information. It makes things easier. And, and that's what we've done. And so we, we've very much focused on how can we uh, make it easier for people to use devices, interact with services, and to um, optimize business processes. Wow. And, you know, it, it sounds like, oh, that's so futuristic, but it's not futuristic. It's happening right now. Uh, and people don't even realize it, sometimes that it's happening. Yeah, I, I tell you, there was, you know, and I, I've been with the company since the beginning. And, and uh, you know, in the early days, we're like, we can't wait for this to go mainstream. We can't wait for this to go mainstream. Uh, it's mainstream. Um, and in fact, it's evolving from the ship's computer in, in, in Star Trek to, uh, you know, Jarvis and Iron Man. Um, it's getting really, really sophisticated and really, really powerful. It's pretty cool. So virtual assistants and chatbots uh, are being used by companies for customer care and customer interactions all the time. And a virtual assistant is the when you call and you're talking and being prompted to, to do something in a chatbot is when you're actually on the computer typing back and forth what you have no idea whether you're talking to a human or a machine which by the way is the best type of chatbot and uh but you know it's a pretty big trend that's happening today give us some insight on what's going on with that because i mean you're right there in the middle of it all yeah so so um we actually launched in 2012 uh nina which was the first virtual assistant for mobile customer service um, and you can think of that roughly as Siri for customer service. And, um, and, and, you know, for many, many years, the Nuance Enterprise Division has been focused on how we apply these conversational AI technologies into automating customer service. And when we're successful in doing that, 
we enhance the, the, the user experience and, and we save money. We can re- actually reduce the cost of, of serving customers. Um, and so when you look at virtual assistants, and, and actually the way you should think about it is a chatbot is really just not as, as bright as a virtual assistant. So the very simple chatbots can, can do question answer kind of things. But when you actually want to have a virtual assistant independent of, of the channel, that can um, not only answer questions like, you know, what's my account balance and and um, where's the closest ATM, but can actually be used for complete self-service, transactional self-service. I want to pay a bill. What bill do you want to pay? When do you want to pay it? How much do you want to pay? And so, so you should really think of a virtual assistant as almost having a PhD in the business, not, not just in banking, but the very specific bank. And that it can be accessed through the phone. Um, it can be accessed through web, through uh, mobile apps uh, embedded in the enterprise application, or or through messaging. And so it's really a, a really really bright, um, tightly coupled with the back end system virtual assistant for that business. So a chatbot, you're you're saying a chatbot is not as smart as a virtual assistant. Exactly, and 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 it's a vernacular that's that, that's evolving. Um, you know, we, as I mentioned, Nina, we launched in 2012. Um, it supports mobile, it supports uh, voice, it supports web messaging, the, the Facebook Messenger, um, uh, you know, all the different vendors have come out with bot frameworks. And they're really geared towards um, the specific platform uh, that they're associated with. And, and they're very simple. So when you think of, of conversational AI, um, it's really you need to think of a person. It's, it's literally we're trying to mimic a human agent, and um, and so to do that, you need to be able to understand the words that are typed or spoken. You know, speech recognition. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to talk back to people using text to speech. You need to be able to identify them by the sound of their voice, voice biometrics. Uh, you need to understand what they mean when they say something or type something. Natural language understanding, and then you'd be able to have a conversation with them through advanced dialogue systems. With chatbots, they're far simpler, right? So, for example, with the Facebook uh, chatbot, it doesn't have a good uh, understanding of context. So, for example, you can write a chatbot that, that says, what's the temperature on Miami? 80 degrees. What about Chicago? What about Chicago? Right? The more sophisticated <laughs> right, systems. Right, right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so more sophisticated systems um, know, oh, well, you're talking about the weather. Um, you're talking about the temperature specifically, and so it'll say, you know, it's 55 degrees in Chicago. It's able so, to link. The, so it's, talking- it's able to link together uh, separate sentences that are, you know, I, I get it. It's 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 more of a conversation. It is exactly a conversation, and and the the, the more um, capable, right, the more sophisticated a virtual assistant is in being able to hold conversations with humans. Which, which can be complex, right? Can you have easy conversations? As I said before, I want to pay a bill. But, you know, there's a good example of, of you know, we listen to recordings as people engage with these systems. And there was an elderly lady that called into one of our airline customers. And, you know, the system prompted her, you know, what would you like to do today? And it's like, I'd like to, I'd like to buy a ticket. Um, uh, where would you like to go? My son's house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a, a human would go. A human would go. Hey, great. Where does your son live? Right. Mm-hmm. And and less less sophisticated um, uh, conversational AI systems would would just not know what to do. It's like I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. 
So, um, so it is all about conversational intelligence, um, and and that's what differentiates bots and, and virtual assistants. So, and and okay, it makes sense. But when I think about a chat bot, I, I can a chat bot be as sophisticated and as smart as a virtual assistant? In other words, basically, does a chat bot become the virtual assistant by nature of the fact that you've uh, used AI to create that conversation? Or does it have to be the spoken word? No, no, it, it, it's independent of the input, so it could mm-hmm. be spoken or, or typed. The way you should think about it, in the way that I like to think about it, is we're just like people, right? So you have some people that, you know, when we're young, we go to elementary school, junior high, um, high school, we graduate. Um, some of us go to college and become expert in a specific topic, um, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, a, you know, customer care. And they get a master's degree, they get a PhD. And so really the spectrum, it, it's a spectrum. A, a, a chatbot is a simple implementation that does a very simple thing. Um, a virtual assistant really elevates that into a true assistant, right? It can help you with a lot of things, not just um, very simple things. Right. And I love that it that it understands us and, and it thinks contextually. So it's obvious we've, we've come a long way. Um, I can only imagine, you know, what we dreamed about when we were watching 2001, A Space Odyssey back in, I don't know, was it the 60s or the 70s? 1968. Yeah, 1968. 1968. Wow, wow. Hal, the computer, and then, you know, Star Trek. And, uh, by the way, there was this gap in time that I think about maybe five or seven years ago, if you'd have said Star Trek, most of the people in the world like, you know, the younger people, what's Star Trek? Well, now it's back. And we're living this right now. How far has the technology really come? It, it's come a long way, and, and you know, and we we know it um, because we've lived it. Um, when early or in our early, you know, two thousand one period, we were very focused on the first problem, which is just understanding the words that are spoken, what's called speech recognition. Mm-hmm. And um, and and as and and you know, when we first started, that was that could be ninety percent accurate. And for a doctor and a lawyer, you know, saving 90% of their time is really, really worthwhile. It, you know, their time is valuable. But for consumers, their expectation is this should be 100% accurate. Right. And so, and so we evolved to a point now where we're, we're there with speech recognition. We're there with text-to-speech. And now we're in the area, and what's happened over the last five years, really, is moving into natural language understanding. So not only understanding the words that are spoken, but what is meant. So for example, with speech recognition, a person might say, uh, I want to hit the ball with my cat. And that's what the system heard. And But the NLU would say, you know what? People don't hit balls with cats. They hit it with bats. We must have misheard uh, what the person said. And so we're going to go ahead and adapt for that, just like a, a human does. Mm-hmm. And so we've moved into the world now in the past five years where natural language understanding has gotten very, very accurate. It, it understands what people mean, the word, you know, not just the words they say and type. And now the next frontier really is dialogue. Like how, do you, how do you hold a conversation, an artificial conversation, in a way that is effective? And, and, and we do really, really well at that, but it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening in the industry and what we're, we're leading on is how do you then augment that with human assistance? And so when the dialogue isn't really going the way that you had hoped, how do you keep people in the self-service channel? Um, and the way to do that is to say, I'm, 
the virtual assistant is 80% confident this is the right thing to say. However, I'm going to go ahead and get a contact center agent involved. They can see the conversation and they can either in a hidden way engage with the customer to solve, you know, to deliver the service, or they can come into the conversation and say, hey, this is, this is Robert at, 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 at Big Bank. Uh, let me help you now and, and, and I'll solve your problem. And that's still faster than human assistance alone. Right. I think, you know, with the combination of it, no, no doubt. As you're, you're talking about this, I'm thinking, this has got to cost a fortune to do. And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how much does it really cost? Or maybe it doesn't really cost that much. What are the size companies from the smallest to the biggest that are using this? Well, biggest is, is probably obvious. But, like, how, how small can an organization go? There's a whole lot more that we're going to talk about related to this. Don't go away. You've been listening to Robert Wiedemann, the vice president and general manager at Nuance Enterprise. This is Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com, an ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, now on the C-Suite Network, and we've been talking about how uh, artificial intelligence is fueling virtual assistants and chatbots, and, and, and Robert, you are sharing some incredible examples of what's going on in this world, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I can only imagine how much a computer like that must cost, a program like that must cost, but I also know through my research and experiences with my companies, this is coming down. It's more affordable uh, than ever before. And it's kind of like, you know, if you, you think about your cell phone in your pocket, that's more powerful than the NASA computers back when the first astronauts were going up in space and onto the moon. And here we're carrying this in our pocket and it's costing us, you know, what, $100 for a mobile phone, if not even less. So what does it cost uh, to put a system like this in place? Or, or maybe not even that's the question. Maybe it's like, tell me the types of, of businesses uh, on the smaller level so we kind of get an idea of where the starting point is. Well, I'll actually frame it in a slightly different way, if it's okay. Okay. Um, so so you, you can have small companies that have huge um, customer engagement volumes, right? But mm-hmm. they're, they're a digital company, and, and they, they have millions and millions of, of, of customers, and they want to provide care to them. So the way that, that you – a good way to think about this, it really does turn on uh, the objectives of, of the enterprise and the needs of the enterprise. And so that turns on uh, – the cost of care, right? How, how much do you want to pay for servicing your customers? And, and is automation a viable option? And you're absolutely right. The cost of automating customer care is, 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 is decreasing significantly with this new technology. But the more important thing is, is the cost of, of, um, of servicing an individual customer over the course of time, a year or so. Is dramatically going down. The opportunity to get a high ROI on these things, a real firm 
provable return on investment has never been better. And so when you look at, at the contact center and the care environment, places that are exclusively you know, human-powered uh, customer care, you have contact center agents, uh, the average cost of a contact center, 60% of it goes to paying for agents. And historically, what people have done to attack that and, and try to optimize their business is to move that offshore uh, to lower cost labor locations. That's pretty much tapped out. And that, that's also proven to a lot of comp- companies to deliver poor customer experience uh, just because of the things associated with that. Right. Um, this technology allows for uh, people to deliver customer care that, that eliminates the trade-off between uh, reducing costs and delivering uh, a better customer experience. And that's what's happening. So when you look at places like USAA Bank, for example, um, you know, not one of the biggest banks in the world, pretty large bank, servicing the, the military uh, community and their, and their family and dependents. Um, they're one of our showcase customers. They've used our technology for more than a decade. Uh, they've got their own virtual assistant called Eva, EVA, that is powered by our Nina platform. It, uh, they've implemented speech in the IVR in an automated way. It's all tightly integrated to their agent population. Uh, what they want is they want to deliver automation uh, for the things that automation is successful at, but then be able to pass the information on to a contact center agent for their members uh, when it's a more complex issue, uh, when there might be a life event, um, a death in the family, uh, uh, people are retiring, their focus is using automation in a way that uh, is augmented by human intelligence, their, their contact center agent population. So this and, is really, and that, yeah, and this they, is a big point too. Uh, that's important is that, that uh, the artificial intelligence and the, and, and the virtual assistant doesn't just interact with a customer. Sometimes it's interacting with the agent or the employee of a company to support that person who's helping a customer. Exactly right. And so, so when you look, coming back to your cost question, it's really a value question. Implementing, will this result in a better bottom line? And the answer is absolutely yes. There's never been a better time for that. And you're absolutely right. We we can automate for a customer, the customer-facing virtual assistant. But in USA is a good example where uh, the virtual assistant can actually become an agent coach and say, hey, this person's talking. They, they just mentioned they, they just had a baby. Why don't you offer them a college fund, uh, additional uh, life insurance? Here's some additional products that you can provide to this member and, and, and do something with them. And so it, it works in both ways. And it increases revenue and it reduces, reduces um, agent handling time. So that's brilliant. All right, so uh, Nina, I, and I love you call her Nina. I'll bet she's a beautiful woman. Um, that I just She's the one I'd want to go out with. She would never argue with me. She'd agree with everything and give me great information. <laughs> <laughs> like Alexa. You know, Alexa. <laughs> so it's great. You know, I say Nina and Alexa, and uh, they're like, you know, it, somebody once said, you know, a, a, a dog is your best friend. And somebody, no, your spouse is your best friend. And I said, yeah, but if you took your spouse and you stuck her in the trunk of your car or him in the trunk of your car uh, and left them in there for two hours, when you opened the trunk up, 
would they still like you? The dog would love to see you. And I think Alexa and Nina would be happy as well. So Alexa, Google Home, Cortana, Microsoft's version of this, and Nina, what are the differences between these virtual assistants? Because I know that uh, nuance and, and you use some words that you're focusing on a different type of an interaction, I think, than, than many of these. I think the Alexa and Google Home are closer to scripts than true artificial intelligence. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I, that, that's not a fair characterization. Um, they're they are absolutely AI, um, and they use a lot of the same technologies that that, that we do. That Nuance does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just been doing it for longer. And and but the, the, here's the main difference between what's going on with what we consider to be the consumer virtual assistants and the specialized virtual assistants. I mean, we we provide virtual assistants for customer care. Uh, we got a very large uh, uh, business in healthcare with our healthcare division. Uh, we provide virtual assistants for uh, BMW, Ford. If, if you've ever engaged with with um, talking to your car and it actually does what you asked it to do, that, that's us. Cool. And so there's there, there is there is the, there are the large, more broad consumer players where the virtual assistants are very intelligent. Uh, they're they're very horizontal. And they support a business model for that vendor. So, for example, you know, Google Now um, is uh, you know is really a way for Google to extend their search and search advertising business. And it needs to know a whole a, a little bit about everything. But it needs to know where the closest gas station is. It needs to know where the closest store is. Is the store open? Um, set my alarm. What time is it? Uh, same with with Alexa. Uh, Alexa is really linked into um, Amazon services uh, play, and, and you know, the largest use of Alexa actually is in playing specific music that people have bought. Right now, those 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 virtual assistants are trying to become platforms, um, but the b- biggest difference that exists is we have a PhD in customer care, and we have a, um, a virtual assistant that can be integrated very tightly with back end systems. So, for example. Uh, you know, it's not likely that you'll see Alexa being used by a bank um, to say, hey, this is Robert Wiedemann. Uh, what's my account balance? Um, because that requires, number one, a very high integration with the customer engagement systems and strategies of a bank. Um, but more importantly, it, it requires that you are PCI compliant, that you have PII, PHI, that you're you're willing to sign up for um, indemnification if something goes wrong, that your data center staff is drug tested and background tested, and you just won't see the horizontal platform vendors doing that. I, I can't imagine a Google um, cloud administrator agreeing to, you know, background checks, for example. Right. Um, so, yeah. And so, 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 yep. No, go, so, Nina, so, because, because what, our customers want is a partner that is alongside them developing an omni-channel capability that is tightly coupled to the experience they want to deliver. They want to control the, the brand. Like a, a bank would not want to call their virtual assistant Alexa because they would like to brand it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of aspects as to why we're you know having a specialized virtual assistant capability is 
is is different than the consumer platforms that are out there. Yeah, and I know Alexa is, is getting better and better, but I know at home we have her, and when I say, Alexa, please turn on the TV, uh, if I don't say it the exact right way, she'll say, I'm not sure what you mean. So I have to say it the exact way that it's scripted, which is I why I thought, even though I know that it is fueled by AI and it is far more superior than it was even just a year or two ago, it still seems to be somewhat script-oriented. All right. So um, why is it important for a virtual agent to support a variety of the channels? Uh, is, is your virtual assistant or your, your artificial intelligence running across all these different channels, or is it just focused on, like, if I call in or if I type a message in? Yeah, it, it 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 is across all channels, and and here's the and it links back into what I was just speaking of um, relative to things like Alexa. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of time, you know, there was a time if you were a contact center executive or a customer engagement executive at a at an enterprise, you could say, if "You want to talk to us? Call our eight hundred number." And then along comes the web, and it's like, "Well, if you want to talk to us, go to the eight hundred number, go to our website." Well, now the, the, the ability to control how consumers want to engage with you is gone, right? They want to use Twitter. They want to use Facebook. They want to use Facebook Messenger. They want to use WeChat. They want to use WhatsApp. They want to use the web. They want to use the mobile application. They'd like it in the app that you build for them. And so, so what you need to be able to do to service that is you must automate because um, you, you know, you're, you're not going to want to allow people to message you, right, use a, a messaging application um, uh, without automation because you can't really tell people, well, you can message us from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time, but the rest of the time you can't message us because the contact center is not open, right? And so if you add a virtual assistant into that mix, which is available 724, yeah. yep. you, can, you can do that, right? And so, and then, and then what you want to be able to do, what you don't want to do is say, I'm going to design a virtual assistant using Alexa. So I'll have the Alexa development team, uh, of the, the Cortana development team, of the Google development team. What you want is a design once deploy many, have a, have a virtual assistant brain in the cloud, which is what Nina is, that delivers the same exact experience. If somebody asks to pay a bill, they're going to get the same dialogue experience, um, through messaging, through the web. Even through Alexa, right? We've integrated Nina with Alexa, where you can you can literally um, say, "Hey, um, hey Alexa, I want to talk to to um, my bank," and Alexa will hand that off to Nina, and then your investment in Nina will be leveraged for the cognitive and conversational part. We use Alexa for the speech recognition and the text speech out, and so our whole strategy is to say that we know. Enterprises, you know, need to support multiple channels. They can decide when they turn on Facebook Messenger or SMS as, as a channel or whatever they'd like. But when they do, they're going to be able to leverage the investment of, of training up that brain, that Nina brain, one time, and to be able to use that across all those channels. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, we're getting a Ph.D. Uh, short course in artificial intelligence right now. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got a few more items to cover. I've got a list of a couple of questions I want to ask. And uh, let's see if we can get jammed in in a short period of time. So don't go away. There's a little bit more coming. 
Good information coming. We've been talking with Robert Wiedemann, the executive VP and general manager of Nuance, who is giving us uh, an incredible lesson today in the whole concept of using artificial intelligence and virtual assistants to power uh, the customer experience. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Chef Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Robert Wiedemann of Nuance. And we're just, you started to talk a little bit about messaging and everybody messages. Uh, and it doesn't matter, not just millennials. Although I will tell you, I walked in on my daughter recently, uh, well, a year ago, and I'll never forget this scene. Uh, they're at a coffee shop and I thought they were all there to study together. And they're texting. Every one of them are on their phones <laughs> texting. And it turns out that two of them sitting across from each other were texting each other. They weren't even talking yeah, to each exactly. other. And it kind of blew my mind. <laughs> but that's messaging. And at some point in time, I'm going to imagine, and I don't know if it's happening now, but you can shed some light on this, that, that we'll be using these different messaging apps that we choose, you know, those networks that we choose to use as consumers to connect with companies. Is that happening now? And if so, is it a growth area? What's going on with messaging? Uh, that, that's a very great question. You're absolutely right. Everybody messages now, and um, and and the reason is that that it's just it's really convenient. And hopefully, your daughter was doing that because it was loud and it was an easier way to communicate. But um, you know, no, messaging that is... wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, messaging is um, asynchronous. Uh, I can I can type a message. I don't have an expectation that I'm going to get an immediate answer. If I don't, I just put it in my pocket. I go back and I look at it again. Um, there, you keep a record of it, right? So people send you pictures and, and say things. I, I can actually scroll down and, and, and review things. And you're 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 absolutely right that that the opportunity of leveraging that into a customer service, customer engagement strategy is huge. Um, and, and it is happening. It's just not happening where you may, you may be aware of. And, and this is one of the benefits of Inter- Nuance Enterprise being a, a global company. We have 6,500 enterprise customers worldwide. And I spent quite a lot of time in China. And about five years ago, I was there and, uh, I got a call from ICBC Bank that, uh, that wanted to use our NINA technology for, customer service messaging. And so I went went to meet with them. And, and first of all, I was kind of surprised. You know, they said, hey, there's a, high volumes of messages coming in and we need to automate. We can't afford to use people. And, you know, China's a pretty low-cost labor environment. And I was, I was surprised. And it turns out that WeChat, which is used by over 700 million people in China, wow, uh, a, a population of 1.3 billion people, uh, is the primary way, mm-hmm. yeah, is the primary way that uh, consumers engage with ICBC Bank for service. Um, and ICBC Bank wanted a solution that could handle the volume, right? So you have 700 million people 
ICBC Bank's the largest bank in the world, a lot of customers, a lot of message coming in. And, um, and so we implemented a system that automates 80% of the responses back with them uh, because their contact center isn't open 24 hours a day, right? So messaging is asynchronous. You person might be at a restaurant at, at 10 o'clock at night and say, oh, you know, I meant to ask my bank about this. Um, and so what the system allows you to do and what messaging allows a, a brand to do, an enterprise to do, is to become a friend, right? They, and, and, uh, in, in WeChat, uh, there's the, the concept of, of kind of corporate uh, identities that are confirmed by WeChat, so ICBC Bank, and you friend your bank. And once you friend your bank, that becomes, it's in your pocket, it's right next to when you're, you're talking to your friends, they're like, oh, I want to go talk to ICBC Bank. Um, and it's just, it's hugely, hugely uh, um, valuable. And, and so I've been expecting that to happen uh, here in you know, Western society, Europe, United States in particular, and it's starting to happen now. I don't know if you saw that uh, Apple announced Apple Business Chat. They're, they're adding this capability to be able to friend your bank, for example, mm-hmm. um, to Apple Messages in, in, in iOS. It'll be out you know, next year. We were one of the, one of the, the first uh, partner companies with Apple to be working to support it. They, they announced us when they announced this a couple months ago. And so it, it's going to happen. It's going to be big. Wow. Wow. The, f- the future is here. I want to ask you the final question, but I've got, I, I've got to g- give me a quick answer on this one. You mentioned that you, it, you know, you might, uh, the expectation of the customer is they'll type a question and they don't really mind if it takes a little while before somebody answers. I, I personally disagree with that. I mean, I don't know, unless it's, you know, just a matter of minutes. But if it's a matter of hours, I, I, am, I would become a frustrated customer. What is, in your mind, the perfect, uh, like, on the outside limit of, of uh, responding to a customer? What would be a, what would be in so, good taste? <laughs> yep. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you, you're absolutely right. So for ICBC Bank, uh, you know, it's all right if your friend doesn't answer you, right? If I text my mom and she doesn't answer me, I'm not going to yell at her. <laughs> like, hey, you didn't mention me back. Um, but uh, if you are a, an enterprise, if you're a brand, you've got to get back to them quickly. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be instantaneous. And so this probably ties into your, your, your final question. But it, it, what you need is you need a virtual system. That's what, that's what ICBC Bank solved it with. They, they, you know, we want to support messaging. We want to support WeChat. It's not going to be acceptable that, hey, the contact center's closed. We'll get back to you in 12 hours. And so what they wanted is a system that could answer the questions that the system knew instantly, right away, mm-hmm. accurately. And then if it was didn't know, it knew enough to say, hey, you know what? The back question I'm going to have to ask somebody, we'll get back to you tomorrow morning. Is that okay? And so this is where the whole conversational intelligence comes in. Right? It's not just about you know, conveying information, we can actually add, um, we can, you know, Domino's, for example, Domino's Pizza. Uh, if you use the their app, uh, you order a pizza, they, hey, would you like a, you know, a liter of Coke with that? It upsells. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like people. You can train the system. You can in, in, in implement the system to let people know, hey, we're going to need a few hours to get back to you. And, and that's going to be the right way that people not only handle messaging, but but handle virtual assistant, virtual engagement, 
uh, in a way that actually elevates customer satisfaction as opposed to bringing it down. Right. So I think the key was you said we can almost instantly get back to you with a response for probably 80% of the questions that are asked because Nina knows what the answers are and can can have that conversation with the customer. And for those that don't, at least we're giving them an answer that, hey, we're on it and we're going to get the answer and we'll get back to you in whatever the time is. Awesome. We have time for one quick question. Everybody knows what's coming. It's the one thing question. If there's one thing you want us to remember or something you want to emphasize or something new you want to share with us, what would that one thing be? This is like the lightning round question. You know, succinct, powerful. What is it? This is the big one. So the the biggest thing that, that any, if I was a contact center executive as opposed to a vendor, the one thing I would say is you need to be careful. You need to be educated and you need proof. Um, you know, the days of, of speech recognition where we could tell, did the person say cat or bat, right? It's easy to tell if it's right or wrong. With the current world of bots and virtual assistants and conversational AI, you're really talking about measuring intelligence. And that's a much more difficult thing. And it's easy to make the wrong investment. So what, what there's no question that, that customer service executives should be looking at the mix of, of, of self-service and assisted service. There's not a single solution out there from Nuance or anybody else that can automate 100% of what needs to be done. And in fact, you won't want to for VIP customers or customers that, that, that really have a need to, to engage with people. Um, and so what you need is you need references. You need reference customers that are willing to talk about their experience with a solution. You need to see real data, first contact resolution, um, you know, how, how, and that's a good way of measuring intelligence. Does it answer the question in the first engagement with the customer? Mm-hmm. You need to understand and agent handling time and CSAT levels. And so this is, this is really an area where data and references rule the day because you can spend a little, a lot of money and a lot of time and end up with, with an implementation that is just not going to work for you. So you need to be very careful and educated. And, and put all the vendors on the line to say, okay, how many people are using it? What's the value? What's their ROI? Can I talk to them? Right. Basically, measurement and feedback. Exactly right. All right. Well, this has been great. Very enlightening. As I mentioned earlier in the show, it's like a PhD, you know, quick study course in artificial intelligence and virtual assistants and, and chatbots. Uh, Robert, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. I very much appreciate it. Look forward to coming back someday. I hope you do, sooner than later. So that was Robert Weidman, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Nuance. And, again, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because sometimes we just learn some amazing things that we may not have known before. We get bigger insights and better insights, and that's what it's all about. So until our next episode, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to remind you, as I always do, to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.